Hello, everyone, and welcome to the IRA Monthly Explorer Call Fireside Chat live from CSUN. I'm Janine Stanley, and I'm the Director of Customer Communications here at IRA. And uh, though we all are live, only some of us are at CSUN. And we will get to our illustrious panel in a moment. Let me introduce the crew back here in the control tower. We have uh, Sid, our wonderful producer, running the technical uh, aspects of our show. Hey, Sid. Hello, everybody. Some people may recognize Sid vo Sid's voice as one of our wonderful agents, but he is my producer tonight. And we have our Vice President of Marketing, Sandy Marcus. Hey, Sandy. Hi, Janine. Hi, Sid. Hi, everybody. And live from CSUN, we have quite a crew tonight, and they are from IRA. We have Joshua Flewellen who is our senior agent manager. And many of you will recognize Joshua as uh, one of it. I think Sid just called him our number one agent. <laughs> so we have Joshua, we have Ryan Bishop. We also have Matt Ader from Vispero and Mike May of Good Maps. And these gentlemen are all waiting. Exciting, right, everybody? Oh beyond exciting and they've brought the clubhouse gang we brought the youtubers they brought the clubhouse it's gonna be a party and you know janine actually i am gonna sub out here for a second for a much more important individual Ooh, who just walked into the oh room oh my fresh from his session at csun we are about to have i, I feel like playing hail to the chief or something you know <laughs> <laughs> we have mr troy atilio the ceo of ira i think he's going around doing some meet and greets and then he'll be I right over so well i'll tell you what first we'll get a few announcements out of the way and then we will go right to you guys all righty so in Ireland, we have had quite a busy month since we last talked to you in February. We have a job posting. So if you are a software engineer or know someone who is, who would like to work for the coolest AI visual interpreting company in the world, we do have a job posting open. And you can learn more about that on our website at ira.io slash careers. That's ira.io slash careers. And that job is up there. We would love to hire someone uh, to help us with some of the things we're going to be talking about tonight. We also want to remind everyone that the NFB COVID promo is still active. That promo is going to be running through the 31st of March, but it will probably continue on afterward. We will let everyone know. And our COVID promo will also continue afterward for folks not in the United States. But for those of you in the US, thank you to the NFB who is covering the cost of COVID testing with an IRA agent. And we want to remind everybody that when you have to do a COVID at home test, that there will be a short survey and we would appreciate it if you would uh, complete that survey with your agent. Those statistics help NFB, us, and all of the other organizations that are advocating for accessible testing. So all of those statistics, all of your stories, everything really helps move the needle on accessibility, uh, pun intended actually, with, the, with CODA and all of the precautions against it. So uh, 
finally, we have a personnel announcement. And I'm actually going to throw this one over to Sandy because we are pleased and excited to have join us almost one year to the day since we announced that Starbucks across the United States would be an IRA access location. We are excited to have Savannah Massey from Starbucks joining us as our Vice President of User Experience, I believe is her title, right, Sandy? A um, little bit different than that, but uh, mm -hmm. joined us about a month ago, not quite, as our mm -hmm. Vice President of Service Delivery. Ah, see, and that's what I get yep. for not writing it down. <laughs> That's all right. And in an upcoming meeting, Savannah will join us and chat with all of you. We're thrilled. We can't think of somebody uh, better suited to continue us on our journey, delivering the very best visual interpreting. And certainly she is knowledgeable and experienced and so well respected in the community. And it's an honor and a compliment to have her part of our team. So um, about a month in and we'll uh, we'll indoctrinate her during a monthly call um, maybe maybe next month if not next month the month after yep yep and many of you may meet her um, she may be attending a couple of the conventions this summer um, ira will be at the american council of the blind in omaha nebraska uh, starting July 1st, and then we will be at NFB in New Orleans. Oh, I'm sorry, Nolans. There we go, Troy. We will be there right after ACB. And then we will also, in about 10 days after that, be at Disability Inn, which is a, a an executive conference, and that will be in Dallas, Texas. And then who knows where we'll be. There will be some more conferences in the fall that we'll be going to, but we are excited because the energy around IRA is just amazing right now. And here is uh, the result of that energy or the culmination of that energy, I think. I am going to turn this over to our fireside chat because they are burning up CSUN. You knew I was going to make that analogy, right? <laughs> so here are the gentlemen around the cozy fire of their microphones and their mixer board. And I'm going to throw it over to Sandy. Uh, I believe it'll be Troy starting us off. That's right. In yep. All right. Excellent. Exactly. We're going to hand it to Troy, and if there's any uh, any detail support anybody needs, shout out to me. Well, first off, it's great to have everyone here, and um, boy, these mics are really powerful. And I'm sitting across from Mike May, right? And so, and to my left is Matt Ader and our, and our um, product manager, Ryan Bishop. But all I can say is it's so great to be in person at CSUN with so many smart, bright, motivated Everyone talking about accessibility and technology. Of course, we're here to talk about IRA, but right now I'm sitting in the Vespero mega mega booth. Like you know, it's this, this place is amazing, um, and uh, just glad to be here. I just finished a talk, so I might be might take a minute to like get my wind words down. back. Wind, wind down, down your. Wind. So let me let me turn over to Matt um, to introduce <laughs> himself. This is Matt Ader, and I'm the VP of Software for Vespero and a corporate business development. And I'll pass it to Ryan. It's probably the one by Mike. Is it? This is the one by Mike, but this one's not all either. Uh, Everyone, not that one. Is it this one? Not that one. 
It's this one here. Is it this one? Okay. Yeah. All right. Hey, everyone. Uh, my name is Ryan Bishop. I am uh, with Ira. And happy to be here with you guys today. And uh, usually I'm on the other side running tech. So thank you, Sid. <laughs> you guys are awesome. And I'll hand this over to Mike. Thanks for the mic. Mike May, Chief Evangelist at Good Maps. Thrilled to be here. Like Troy, very pumped about being together in person. We have our badges on and we're official and we're mingling and uh, half the fun is the people you bump into that you didn't even know would be here. Mm -hmm. uh, so we're having a great time and thanks for uh, the opportunity to talk about IRA. I don't know who's next. Um, Nobody's on my left. Okay. Well, Wait, that's, right. the, that's the circle of the table. Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> exactly. That's everybody. Troy, it's Sandy. You know my voice. I was going to say, if you are still um, winding down from what I hear was a terrific session, I'm happy to get a little ground setting underway and then pass it to you for questions. Entirely, entirely up to you. Yeah. I think I just wanted to start maybe with the, the folks here around the fire. Like, what are some of the things that you have seen that surprised you? Now, you know, I first talk about, I'm just surprised at how much energy I get from being around people and how much energy I lose from being around people at the same time. It's the end of the day. Uh, but um, but what, are, what, are, yeah, what, what are some of the things? Well, the first thing that surprised me is I had to be the keynote. That surprised uh -huh. me. Last minute <laughs> keynote. When did you find out? Uh, it was, it, I found out on Sunday evening at around 9 p.m. on a flight. I was on a flight. I said, "Well, I'm, I have to stop drinking this, and I now have to focus on writing this." So it was a it was a fun challenge, and if you didn't get to see it, it is on YouTube, and mm -hmm. and it was um, it was a lot of black. It was it's so uh, moving to be up on that stage with all of these people. Yeah, I recommend uh, checking that YouTube out. Like uh, Matt revealed some secrets about past um, CSUNs that I didn't know about. That some of them are kind of humorous. So. Um, I'm not going to steal thunder. I really recommend folks go watch it, especially towards the end of his, his keynote. Uh, I didn't have Ira back then to tell me what color my shoes were, so I had a blue, or no, I had a black and a brown shoe for an entire week. <laughs> well, pretty Nobody. amazing to be on stage with Harry Murphy talk about the, the history of the organization and these yep. conferences, yep. sort of the, the new and the old uh, together on stage. Yeah, uh, wait, who's the new? <laughs> okay. Yeah. We're not going to talk about age when we did no, that. No, no, that's okay. it's, it's, that's a different story. Okay. Right? Yeah, yeah, and it's because it, they talked all the way back to like thirty-seven, you know, thirty-seven years ago for their first season, and then of course we got to talk a little bit about you know the new. I don't want to say the new normal because I swear I'll just kill myself for that. But um, <laughs> getting used to uh, conferences that are and and you know I, the 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 number of people here is um, it's comfortable. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. Probably what um, it's better than 2020, I would say. For sure. Um, it's not 2019, um, but let's say this: it's better than 2021. Would you say I, I'm, I was <laughs> Which going? Was virtual. Oh, I was going maybe 75 percent. Would you? Uh, 60, oh no, no. You mean of what? I mean, uh, it's just population of people here, like num number of. Um, I, I mean, I don't know that it's hit a thousand. Do you? I mean, no. I'm you? sorry. I was saying there's 75. I don't know what it usually hits, but for me, there's about we're about 75. Seven, 75 percent. No. no, no. Yeah. I think we're 50 percent. 50 percent. Yeah. There's okay. usually more people. I mean, it's it's yeah. usually what, pretty crowded. I mean, what was the first year Ira exhibited at CSUN? 2015. Well, we okay. lurked 2015. I think Saman being Saman um, just kind of, you know 
couldn't afford to pay for any passes. So he was, he was, uh, I think he snuck in and he was trying to talk to people, hustle Ira, like just get some interest. But I think the first official official where we, we actually paid for a booth and, and had folks was 2016, which is the year the first, I joined. I think the first real conference we did 2015 was NFB convention. Mm -hmm. uh, and then, yeah, the first CES UN was 2016, yeah. The thing I love about this conference is it, it is really a tech conference and you know we're all sitting around here, we're all technologists, you know, applying it to accessibility. But you meet so many people with so many creative ideas about what can be done to improve accessibility. Mike, you you, you should share a little bit about the you, you kinda let us off with the Good Maps uh, talk and um, it was really about all the different technologists who are applying different, you know, computer vision, different ways to uh, solve for um, independent travel, like, you know, I, I would share with the audience a little bit like what went on in that session, what we learned. Yeah, we had a indoor navigation symposium, but it was a little broader than that about the importance of navigation. And it was the coming together of a number of different companies who you would call, um, you know, in this field, a lot of times competitors and collaborators are one in the same. So we had a room full of people, 40 or so in the room, another 40 or more uh, online, uh, people who have a passionate interest in and expertise in navigation, particularly indoor navigation, and uh, we all got together and it was, it was nice. There was probably about um, eight or so speakers and all from slightly different perspectives that presented what they knew about both the current state of indoor navigation, but also what's coming down the road. Mm -hmm. Matt, what, what, maybe a little plug for Vespero. I haven't had a chance Mike, yet to... Uh, yeah, I mean, we have a room the size of um, a football field here, and I have to give the credit to the, the marketing team and all the work they did to this. And, you know, between that and uh, three large booths in the exhibit hall to cover all those brands, right? Because you got the Freedom Scientific, Enhanced Vision, Optelec, and TPGI. Um, and the sessions have been unbelievable. They're just... the the number of people. We were in here um, standing room only on a several of the sessions yesterday and today. Um, I did one, so along with the keynote um, yesterday morning, I did one on um, a, a new feature in JAWS called JAWS Connect. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's meant to allow um, any JAWS customer to provide feedback to the website that's being monitored. So not all websites are supporting this because they have to monitor using the TPGI platform, but once they do, they turn on that monitoring. If you're a JAWS user and you go to tpgi.com and you come across something that you don't know how to use or it's not working correctly or working as expected, you don't need to know if it's an accessibility problem. You just need to know you couldn't use it. Mm -hmm. And so connecting back to the user to provide feedback is, is something we're doing. So you, on tpgi.com, you can see a sample of this just by bringing up your list of links when you hit on the page and the top link will be um, uh, provide feedback using JAWS Connect, and then you'll fill out a form, hit submit, and it goes into the database to be looked at. Yeah, so I, it's so a lot of fun. I, yeah, so the first place you can do it is on your very own site. Is yep. there another well-known yep. site that we can go to? Um, I we're not disclosing all of that stuff, but we should put it on Ira, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Right, let's yeah, do it. Absolutely. And I mean, it's a, it's it's a mechanism to um, provide feedback to customers, and or for customers to provide feedback to a company. And, and that was kind of the, I, I didn't talk about that product. I talked about it on one panel. I didn't talk about it in the keynote, but my, my theme of the keynote was it's all about the user. Mm -hmm. 
and we need to focus on the user. We need to listen to the user, give them a voice, and we have to go where they are. And, you know, in example now, we're on YouTube, uh, Zoom. I don't, well, we're plugged in through Zoom. I don't know if people are attending through Zoom. Yeah, there's... Tons on Zoom. Tons on Zoom. It's over 80 at one point. I don't know what the number is now. And then we have the clubhouse room going. And so we're trying to reach multiple audiences, and that's the getting to the user where they are. Mm -hmm. Yeah, when I think about what's powerful for Ira, like we're always trying to broaden coverage by, you know, enticing uh, organizations like Starbucks, organizations like Target to use Ira for their customers, right? And sometimes the most, we can talk all about the technology, all about how it works. But the minute we roll some video with permission of a user about them struggling with a website accessibility issue, that's when that's when the, the heart starts pounding. That's when you know they become interested because it's it's a human it's a human problem. It's not a technology problem anymore. And yep. they, yeah, and so I, I can't agree more that uh, that kind of the more we can share as a community about where those problems exist, we'll both get investments, but we'll also get creative people like we find here at CSUN solving problems in ways we might not imagine. Well, one thing I, I, I'll share, and I don't know that everybody knows this, but you know, we do have a partnership with Ira um, through Vespero for, um, we have kind of a two-part part partnership. One is we have the employee program, so for organizations out there similar to us who have blind employees, blind and low vision employees, we provide Ira for all of our employees who need it. So that's a great service for them. You know, they may use it for commuting. They may use it for expenses. They may use it to go to the grocery store. I don't care, but, you know, it's, a, it's an added benefit of working for us. Um, and then separately, um, we also work with IRA agents um, can provide support on our products. Um, they may not be the expert on JAWS like our tech support, but we're also not open 24-7. Um, or maybe they need it reinstalled and they need a site of assistance to do that um, and the IRA agent can assist with that. So, um, you know, we're, we're partnered with IRA on the Vespero side. So if you, you know, call in, we cover the cost of those calls, um, assuming it's a, an actual JAWS bug and not a, uh, um, a website yeah. bug. Yeah. Um, but it's a great service to our customers to be able to make sure that if they're both, you know, our customers and they can be Iris customers as well. Yeah, we love we love backing up that use case. So, you know, the essence of the talk I just gave was both employment, but it's also featuring our um, first ever desktop solution. So Ryan uh, Bishop's been busy as our product product manager. Our, our development team has been busy because we know there's so many use cases on the desktop and instead of bringing and using the phone to then connect to an agent to then bring up TeamViewer, what if you could just hit a hotkey, you're already connected, you hit another button, you're sharing your screen. Um, but when I think about JAWS, like, you know, 90, you know, JAWS is great. It, 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 it reads the text, it can operate on so many sites, but sometimes your computer goes a little haywire and that's where I was there to back up Vespero because some, you, you need to get yep. JAWS back up and running. Mm -hmm. But I kind of can't wait to see what people are going to do because one thing I've learned about this community is no matter what you design, no matter how much research you do, the community will find new and unique ways to, to get things done. And so um, we've been, Ryan, you, how many people have you shown the desktop to today? Uh, it's had to be about 10 or 10 or 10 or 20 people so far. You know, people have been really excited. I think, you know, we've gotten so many, uh, even from the agents, right? The agents who have connected with those people, you know, the camera is so clear, the audio is wonderful. Um, 
you know, we've had people who say, you know, I can totally see myself using this with, you know, a document, you know, I'm, you know, in a school. I was talking to actually somebody today who was here with their uh, college disability uh, resource center uh, person. And they said, you know, this can totally be used in class. You know, uh, I can I can read my instructor's PowerPoint. I can do all this stuff. So, you know, all this stuff without a phone, people are seeing that this is going to be, you know, absolutely wonderful. And you know, we get to share screen today too. So, which was exciting. You know, uh, and it just it evolves every single day, and I'm expecting, you know, to really see it. Hey, you know, a use case over. again, like this is what happens. You get out in the field. I'm sitting there with Carla, the agent we're prepping for my presentation, because she was literally part of the presentation. She's looking at the screen that I'm presenting to the crowd, and she's a better agent at describing images. There's images on the screen, right? And so when you present, you know you need to describe things. But now I had the expert. Like, I didn't have to use my brain as much. Um, <laughs> and, and we got better descriptions. Uh, that's, that's a good thing, by the way. I, it's a very good thing. It's, it's a very limited supply, my brain. Um, but... Uh, what, what, oh, so so we're talking, and I don't know how it came about. I, I was saying, oh, by the way, can you know what about reading paper? Like, this is how new the Alpha product is. We we hadn't even we've been so focused on accessibility. We've been so focused on how you log in, how you start a, a call, how you give feedback. I said, hey, can you read this piece of paper? And off she goes. She's reading the piece of paper, and then I realized, well, you know, I've seen a lot of video. I've seen a lot of our agents working with our customers. You know, there's a 50-50 chance that the that the paper is upside down, right? Because yeah. it's, it's yeah. often not oriented. I figured they flipped their monitor over. Is that that's, how they do it? That, that would be, see, that's another creative uh, solution. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I tell them to stand on their head, but <laughs> they don't listen. Uh, they, either they, way. They'll, they'll tell you to flip it. I mean, they're smart like yeah. that. Yeah. They'll tell you to flip it, but you're using two things. You're using your hand to hold the camera, mm. and you're m manipulating the piece of paper, right? So it's a little more... Work. It's easier. I mean, you don't have your yeah, phone I'm in your literally, hand. I'm not, literally holding yeah. it up to the screen and using two hands. I just flip it. It just was, I don't know, for me it was well, more... And honestly, convenient. like, and, and when you think about it, you know, you're using, holding your hand paper with one hand and the paper's trying to fold, you know, maybe you have one of those le letters in the mail that they folded 20 times over and you're trying you're, to read that and, you know, agents, hand. agents yeah. like think, that flattened out, yeah. you know. <laughs> I, I think receipts are a good example. I mean, I, oh, I yeah. you know, constantly get a receipt, I'll fold it up, stick it in the pocket, and then by the time I need to deal with it, you know, it's, it could be the backside of this receipt before I do it. You know, I'll tell you my favorite, two of my favorite stories of, of using Ira. One was um, for Christmas, I got a new office chair, but it came in a box in pieces. And so the Ira agent, um, what I, you know, because I had to be on the floor with all the parts, mm. I took the camera, and I think this is a great clue for people. You don't have to hold the camera every time. So what I did is I actually got a little... Um, stand that was in my office and, and I leaned the camera pointing down at the ground so that they could watch me do the work but I didn't have to hold the camera at all mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and um, basically they looked at the box they went and downloaded the manual onto their computer and they walked me step by step through all the parts of the little screws and the nuts and the bolts and all of that stuff and I put together the chair the second one is I had to put together a, a dog gate, you know, a gate to keep the dog mm -hmm. out of the kitchen or yeah. in the kitchen. Yeah. And again, you know, I didn't know, I put together several of these, but it was several years ago. And, you know, you had to match up all the parts. And then at the end, you know, you're always like, well, I, why do I still have one extra screw? <laughs> 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 you know, we've all experienced that. But they, they're so patient. And in that one, 
Um, I used my daughter's selfie stick that had legs on it. So I put it and put the selfie stick and pointed because I was on the kitchen counter putting together this gate. So again, I'm hands free, mm-hmm. able to work with my hands. And I, I get little bowls and I put all the screws in this bowl, put all the nuts in this bowl. And, and then we worked and, you know, cranked it out. And look, if I asked um, somebody in the house to do this, you know, it's going to get done on their time. But I yep. got to do it on my time, which okay. is part of the independence of and the beauty of using IRA. Yeah, one of the things I love is that using iron in all sorts of situations, up on the roof, at a at a cliffside, and nobody ever says, uh, 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 "Are you are you sure you are you okay with that?" Because <clears throat> you know, in the real world, people would be uh, saying things and 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 you know, taking away from your experience because they're questioning your ability to be responsible. But uh, so far, no IRA agent has done anything. Maybe a few little quiet gasps. <laughs> I think, Mike, in the early days, uh, we actually had to focus on training that piece of it, which is, in fact, there's a, what do we used to call this? We, we had to start cre- uh, screening out people that had, we called it the dad complex. Mm. So you get really well-intended, um, intending agents, and they were often older males, actually, right? And might, might have been parents at some point. And as, as they were watching the video of someone navigating, you know, in and around things, they would start saying, oh, look out, or slow down, or, and that's not Ira's job. Ira's yeah. job is to provide the information, and so we now... And then I, we put a mute button on Dash. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that, that's for sure. I think also for your kind of task, Matt, I'm really looking forward to camera glasses, because then the camera's mounted on your head, wherever yeah. you point your head, where it. the yeah. camera's looking, yeah. you're hands-free. Yeah. Can't yeah, and, and yeah, I mean, when we get back to that mode, that's great. But, you know, I think the, the main thing for the, the people listening is there are creative ways to be hands-free. Mm-hmm. I totally. mean, it's it, mine. The, the one on my desk is actually all I do is take it's a um, one of those stands you put your phone on to self to charge without a wire. Mm-hmm. What do they yeah. call it? Yeah. The, um, not self-charging, but what do you call it? The wireless. Wireless, wireless charging. charging yeah. But it's a tilted one so that you could be looking at your phone if you're sighted. Mm-hmm. You know, it sets it a tilt. I can't read it, but I set it on that, and then I just turn it around to to and turn on the iris, and then they can look at whatever's in front of it, and it's perfect. Well, it's I had totally a, perfect. I had a guy. Um, uh, who was who was using Ira one time, and he he gave me a great idea because he said, you know, I take Ira grocery shopping, and you know, I think somebody had asked. We were at a conference, and somebody asked, "How do you do that? You know, without the glasses?" He said, "Well, my phone has a pop socket on it, and I just take the pop socket and I put it through the little holes on the cart, and then I you know push the Wait, car." Wait, you over. could you know you could do this with driving a car. <laughs> just think about this. You just pop socket the. I, I haven't heard of this. So wait a minute. So you put it on the front like yeah, you would yeah. a headlight, if you will? Yeah, or like, like a headlight. Yeah. Oh, just put the pop cool socket there, and then the agent can uh, guide the cart and find your items at the same time. And I was like, that's really smart. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Troy, you asked about some cool things here at CSUN, and one of the things about having a booth is you don't get around as much as right. when you're on your own. but. I did hear about and went to see two different graphical Braille displays. Mm-hmm. And as, you, as we all know, we've been seeing these for years and years. APH had one, the graffiti. But the dot company who makes the little watch has one that's pretty well along. They're not disclosing the price yet. Mm-hmm. But it's about a 6 by 8 pad. And you can feel pictures. Uh, I was interested to feel the icon of the, the message 
on your phone. I never knew what the speech bubble looked like, mm-hmm. and I felt that. There's another company with less developed of a tactile pad, and they're called, I think, just Braille, pre- Braille Pad. And they, it looks similar in terms of the pad size. Uh, they say they're going to be cheaper than the, uh, than the other one. Hey, I want to ask you about that, if you guys don't mind, because yeah. it's just fun to talk about. So what I'm about to talk about is just in my head. It's not on a roadmap, whatever. Uh-oh. But, um, uh, nobody, <laughs> yeah, don't without, tweet about this. Don't, don't tweet about this. Yeah. But yeah. I just got to thinking, let's say you had one of those, Mike, one of those two displays. And let's say, because you know, the display you buy, it's, it's next to your computer. What if we also, the agent could remotely draw on that? And like, let's say you were trying to figure out, like, what is the airport layout, right? And they could take an image and you know take the high contrast image really of a cool. floor plan, yeah. Yeah. and then they yeah. could augment it because sometimes when you do the high contrast, you get little gaps. But either way, another way to communicate with between the agent and the explorer could be through one of these braille uh, displays. Well, and absolutely, and you think of zooming in. One of the things with graphical information or tactile information is it's too dense. Yeah, you've got to you got to spread it out. You need some open space in order to get the overall picture so the the sighted agent could zoom things to a level that would be appropriate for the resolution you need tactically. Something else I saw on the floor um, were two um, very small handheld, smaller than a cell phone, or smaller than a uh, large cell phone. I guess it's more like maybe the size of a, a, what's the smaller one that they Apple just released well, like the, the first uh, iPhone, the, right. the SE, the what? Yeah, the iPhone SE. Oh, SE, yeah. Yeah. And it was a Braille keyboard um, for type, you know, Bluetooth keyboard to type into your phone. But the the difference is the cells were, or the keys were um, laid out like a cell, and basically you would hold it in your hand um, away from you, so you'd have your left and your on one, your left hand and right hand would be meeting in the middle with the si- with the mm. six dots to type. It's a very unique kind of experience, and I, I I'm still not sure how comfortable I was with it because I'm so used to typing um, uh, horizontal, not vertical, like that. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still, I mean, we got to see what where that where people go with something like that because the idea is that you don't need to. Uh, you don't need to have something on your lap. You could be holding the back with your thumbs and you're typing on the front. Um, there was a separate one next to them that um, you could communicate to somebody who was deafblind by speaking into it. And then it basically um, had the six cells or the six dots. And each one of them raised, um, they had little braille like sensor, not, not braille, but they, it kind of reminds me more of Mike. What was the '70s um, thing that that um, popped the the images up? The oh, uh, Opticon. Opticon. It felt like that mm-hmm. on each of the keys. So your your six fingers down on the cell, and if an O would appear, you it would vibrate on each one of those tops of those mm. keys. Yeah, that was the Braille Pad company. Yeah, and that was kind of neat. It was different. It's yeah. totally for deafblind because the intent is to, but and it doesn't go really fast. So you, it's but. If for somebody who reads Braille and they don't hear, it sounded it it was kind of unique. Mm-hmm. I thought it was cool. Yeah. Very good. It's brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> well, excellent guys. This is cool. It's weird to just do the do like almost like a podcast with four people around a table and 
and of course we ha we do have everybody on the on the Zoom as well in Clubhouse. But uh, they were there. I hope we didn't lose them. No, I think we're still. On. <laughs> no, no, I think we're, we're still, still on. driving just, away. <laughs> you know, I uh, we have uh, our booth happens to be uh, one of the booths that are uh, that are hanging out right next to the Sony booth, and uh, you know, there's so many things going on over there, like. You know, their 2022 TV uh, with Google in it now and, you know, being able to uh, have talk back on a TV. Just pretty amazing to see that. I think there's, you know, so many other booths, so many other pieces of technology. I think one of the things I really love about coming to this conference is just seeing all of the new innovative ways people have decided to try to do something and to bring it, you know, bring it to market. You know, I think you... People really use this conference to try to test out their new technology, and you get to learn a lot and see a lot. So, definitely a lot. So of I don't know, Ryan. Have you tried the uh, McDonald's kiosk that's in our our presentation? Right, it's actually probably twenty feet away from. No, it. I haven't yet. Yeah, you got to yeah. do that too. Yeah, so. I'll have to take a look at that. Jaws is running on the McDonald's kiosk. <laughs> oh, I see that. it now. Yeah, you see it yeah, over there. You, you you can order. I just can't guarantee you're going to get the food. <laughs> okay, right here because it's. There's no delivery. It's not like connected to uh, Uber Eats to have your food. Yeah, that's delivered. really unfair that would be cool, because though. I didn't eat lunch, and I'm, I'm actually kind of hungry. Yeah, he's now. seeing the flashing on the screen with now his I vision. See he sees McDonald's it's passing yellow. like it says, do you yeah. want fries with that? <laughs> it doesn't say that. I'm just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> Sandy, you like that? I did. Yeah, I did. Okay. I was. I, I can. I can smell French fries now. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I'll be able to smell. All That's awesome. Uh, uh, you. You guys all have uh, such an incredible perspective. We're so honored to be able to chat with you. Um, any. Somebody talked about there was one surprise, which of course no one can't think of, uh, but one surprise surface. Any other big surprises, things that you just were not either not expecting to see or expecting to see but haven't? So I, I, I think what I like is that um, CSUN is trying to get more engagement at night for other activities. Mm -hmm. um, uh, our, just our own team put together an accessible escape room for people to go through. That's been a lot of fun. We've seen people go through it, and there, there's a leaderboard. So we'll see how the IRA team does tomorrow afternoon if they can beat the the, the fastest team. Um, can I'm not can sure. we bring our agents? Is there any? You rule? you can dial into agents. Yeah. Okay. okay. All right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You, yeah, Ryan Ryan should totally have IRA running during it because why not? You yeah. know, yeah. you know, not? get 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 their help and experience with you, and. Um, in fact, that's what we did in 2020 when we didn't have as many people to support it. We had Ira mm -hmm. um, in there for this for everybody, but they also had tonight. They have bingo. We have a reception tonight. Um, they had uh, a cocktail party last night, and then I think tomorrow night they're doing karaoke. So those those kind of activities are kind of fun to kind of get again people back together and networking uh, as well. Yeah, my favorite is probably running into people that you don't know who's going to be here who's going to be remote and the they have these on-demand elevators here and you've, you've oh got a there that's another accessibility story <laughs> it's but it's not bad you, if you, you hit have the to, little button you have to lean in because it gets loud in there to hear oh, it says go part. to yeah. go to car c yeah, yeah, yeah so i'm leaning in and this other blind guy's leaning in we're bumping heads and <laughs> i you know finally i hear his voice and it's uh, it's my buddy paul parvano oh that's awesome uh, and that's how we met literally ran and bumped that's heads funny. on the elevator yeah, it's an interesting elevator system. I mean, you know, it's uh, 
you know, having no buttons in the elevator at all um, and having a panel outside that you push your button and, you know, your your car just comes and it takes you to it. It's it's interesting. I'll be honest. It makes no. me a little uncomfortable. In fact, I keep thinking that's going to be the Vespero escape room. I'm going to get in the <laughs> elevator and it's going to so stop. You know what the escape room is? If you can't get out, you're at CSUN until next year. Yeah. Wow, now, yeah. see, people actually have anxiety around escape rooms because they actually think you're locked in a room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's not the truth. It's just a, it's a round of puzzles, you know, to solve. So it's a lot of fun. So I have not seen these elevators yet. I haven't traveled in two years. I'll say. Yeah, but they're, they're, they've been everywhere, Sandy. I mean, you, you I, um, I that is Sandy travel. talking, right? Yeah, it's Sandy. Yeah. Yes, yeah. you're right. The, you're right it, like the, the Marriott Marquis in New York City has this, these elevators. I, um, just, I just haven't traveled. I yeah, need to get yeah. out. I'll start traveling. I need to get you out. I'll tell you the one thing that got me. I don't know if this is the same just on my floor or whatever, but the keypads flipped when you're on uh, certain floors. So where number one is usually at the top left, I figured out that on, on the on the other floors, number 11 is on the top left. And what? So, yeah, uh, on the floor that I'm on. Okay, um, now I think somebody's messing yeah, with you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's possible. Uh, really? Yeah, I'm Ryan, serious. Number 11 Ryan, is on the top left. I am left, now going to take a tour with, you know what, we should have an agent confirm this. I don't know that I trust him on this topic. <laughs> Are you talking about the, and, the number keypad or the screen? The, the number keypad, because I pushed the, the voice thing, because I was trying to go down to the lobby. You just hit it twice, so that's and, why it's at 11. Because there is no, no. 11. <laughs> there's, there's one through nine and zero. Well, it said number 11, floor 11, when I clicked it, go to car F. And I was like, what? I pushed one. What are you talking about? And I, you must have pressed it twice. I, I think it's double, double. Yeah. Well, Ryan, you, I no, because then, then I uh, went to the bo- very bottom left, and it said lobby. Oh, well, I bet you the bottom left is always lobby. It is. I would, I'll have to test that again. Yeah, I'll have to I want a video of this. Let's let's get a video of this. Okay, yeah. Ryan, if I were you, if I were you, I would pull Marty aside. This has Marty all over it. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. But on a serious, but on a serious note about the elevators, um, far be it for me to criticize whoever designed the elevator interface. But you can't help but question at CSUN when we're talking about accessibility and user interface and customer experience you can't help but question what process did they go through and who right did they use to test this interface and decide that it was great for everybody these are better than some but some of them you have to push the button and if you're on the 45th floor you've got to scroll you get the button 45 times and then release it at the right spot. So these are actually better than some. But you know Those what countdown we, ones are we, terrible. What we did with, yeah. um, with good maps is you get turn-by-turn directions to the elevators, and then there's a detail button that gives you a description that says the keypad is on the left and the right. Hit the bottom button for speech. Uh, cars A, B, C are on the right. F, E, D are on the left. And so you get a Did little you really bit of do quick F, orientation. It does do FED because it's backwards yeah. on that side. It is, yeah. Yeah, well, it's a little weird because yeah. it's... It, it, well, it goes it around it, counterclockwise. Counterclockwise, yeah. which is always yeah. brilliant. Yeah. So yeah. I, I love the elevator. I, I, it, it really messes you up um, from a UX perspective. I was on... I, I went, got in an elevator, and I'm looking for the odd numbers that should always be on the left, and the even numbers should be on the right mm-hmm. if, it's two, if it's two columns. But this elevator bank was two, four, six on the left, one, three, five 
on the right. And it just that mm -hmm. I couldn't process that. Does that make sense? It's yeah. like yeah. that's not the way I process, you know, an elevator. But another one had one through eleven on the left, and then twelve through twenty-two on the right. I can't do that either. Like that's not the way I, you know, run an elevator. I expect, you know odds and evens, you know, or something like that, if it's two columns. This but. just gives you an example of blind people brain power. That's what we have to waste <laughs> our brains on is keeping Mike, track I'm, of all I'm this stuff. I'm literally thinking that right now. Yeah. Like, I would have never thought I'd be at CSUN talking about elevator, elevator buttons layout, right? But yeah, yeah. That's we why we have IRAs. You know, yeah. If you want to rest yeah. your brain, call IRA. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'll tell you, though, when you, when you go and look at it, you'll be like, who was the moron who laid this out? Well, you're, you've ruined me now because I'm going to spend more time looking, looking at, at elevator, elevator buttons. Elevator, and elevator you're design. Miss the car. Yeah, and then I'll miss the car. Yeah. <laughs> you guys have no idea what you've started. I love giving all this trouble to Troy because he's just going to go stressed out by all this elevator stuff. i got to think about the next thing to do this to him on. Well, you do share with me because you share pictures. In fact, we were out where were we at the uh, Marlin game, yeah. and, and yeah. we were at an inaccessible... Was it a soda vending machine? That's one of your hobbies is to take pictures of inaccessible, of inaccessible touch, screens. touch screens. Yeah. 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 I and mean, you can't, you, you go you, to, Wendy's. there's a, um, there's a, uh, one of those sandwich shops. It's not Wendy's. I don't know what they do, but there's a sandwich shop. I think it's like Fireside Subs or was that Firehouse Subs? Yeah. And they have a Coke machine that looks like a normal Coke machine, but it has a slot for you to put your drink and you have to go through the touch screen to pick yeah. what drink you want. And you have to also do ice. And all I wanted was iced tea. So the tea's actually in a separate jug. And all I need is ice out of this thing. And I couldn't do it. Oh, yeah, there's, Wendy's has pretty much the same thing where they have, you know, it's a machine. And you have to go through the entire touchscreen. And this thing is elaborate. Like, you go through, like, you want root beer. All right, what flavor do you want in your root beer? What, you know, what do you want? It's like, I just want a soda. Like, it shouldn't be that difficult to get a soda. <laughs> well, this is good. This has been good. This is terrific. Um, I think people are probably thinking what I'm thinking. We could listen to you guys banter all evening. Some of but we have parties to go to too. Yeah, I know. Right? I know. Yeah. We're that's why we're gonna we're gonna get ready to land the plane, as they say. Uh, we could listen to you banter. It's entertaining and it is informative. Uh, Mike, May, I hope that we see the uh, we see the good maps for the elevators when we all get to the summer conferences. But yes. um, let's do. Uh, you will at NFB. Yeah, perfect. Excellent. Before we hand it to me, will uh, take us on our descent to landing. Um, do you want to do um, a lightning round? Just anything that you have not shared with us that you wish to? We'll start with Mike. Anything top of mind, excited about, surprised about, disappointed in, or be on the lookout for? There's four good prompts. Yeah, I, th I think this feels like a random conversation. I wouldn't want to lend any order to it. So um, I, th I think we've covered some good stuff. Uh, th there's more to see. I look forward to checking out the more of the booths tomorrow and hitting some of the uh, presentations. Super. Ryan, how about you? Yeah, I mean, uh, totally second what Mike said. This has been a wonderful discussion. Um, hopefully, you know, everyone's enjoyed it. I'm excited to see this uh, this escape room tomorrow. I, you know, I've heard a lot about it, so looking forward to it. And thanks, everyone. Uh, look forward to talking to you guys next time. My my quote is going to come from my keynote, which is, "If you make it usable, it'll be accessible." 
Love it. Passing it to it. passing Love the baton it. over. There you go. Can't beat that. Can't beat that. <laughs> Troy, how are you going to beat that? Well, I'm just going to talk about it's a very simple thing. We're at our booth, and so many explorers have come by. And now that Ira is trying to ramp up, it reminds me that we just need to invest more in listening to our customers because they have friggin' fantastic ideas. So this explorer call, Sandy, one thing I thought about, we should do a future version where we just hear about great ideas and great uses of Ira because, again, you know, as a CEO, I'm, I'm a huge, curious uh, listener. And I learned so much being at the booth, but we have thousands of customers. Like, how can we get more input, more insights about how people use it? I just learned from Matt, like, you know, how you would use it with a, uh, you know, a, a stand. So mm -hmm. I, I just think, you know, being around people, we're human service, there's humans here, I'm in my element, having a great time. And I want explorers to take pictures of elevator buttons and have them sent in so that all of the agents can share them with Troy can you cut the just audio? to drive him crazy. <laughs> the, the email address for that will be don't send photos to Troy at ira.io. That's too long, Sandy. Yeah. Right. So no we're, photos we're, we're, we're going to hand it back to the adult in the room, Janine. Uh, Bye, guys. Take care, guys. Thank you. Thank you all so much. Much. As we prepare to land this plane, please make sure your seats and tray tables are in the upright and locked position. I always wanted to say that. Anyway, um, and Ryan, we've had a request for you to go an IRA live session from the escape room. So, you know, the gauntlet has been thrown down by one of our faithful customers. Well, I would love to say that we we wish we could talk to these gentlemen all night because it's been a fascinating conversation. I am less uh, intimidated by elevators now, although I do want a video of Ryan's number 11. So that'll be that'll be the legacy of this particular CSUN. Well, there are two more days or a day and a half of CSUN left. If you are at CSUN, we have a demo on, uh, let's see, tomorrow afternoon at 3 p.m. East. Uh, Pacific time in the demo area. So come by and hello out there to Fraser Alexander, all the way from New Zealand, asking about the glasses product. Um, we will get back to you on that one, Fraser. It's not going to be anytime soon, I can tell you that. However, we will be having uh, Ira desktop sooner than you think, as you have heard tonight. Well, it's time for the famous Braille calendar to give you the date for our next call, and that will be April 20th, Wednesday, April the 20th. And as Sandy said, we may uh, have Savannah on to talk with you. We may, we, we will uh, be in touch with what we're going to do. Um, I will be about to come home with my new guide dog. So I will probably try to be there and uh, we'll be very exciting. So this presentation tomorrow will not, um, we are not allowed to record from CSUN. Someone asked if our presentations would be up, but tonight's presentation will stay up on our YouTube channel. Uh, our amazing producer, Sid, will trim it up for us and we will have that on our YouTube channel. The audio will be in the podcast feed probably by Friday or maybe Thursday evening. So stay tuned for those and stay tuned to our RSS feed for more content from our website because I'm sure there's a lot of learning going on here at CSUN that you will see in the pages of our blog and other places. Well, for 
Sandy Marcus and for Sid, the producer, and all of our gang who is valiantly waving the IRA flag at CSUN. I am Janine Stanley, and everyone have a good evening. And we are clear from YouTube. Yeah. Thank you so much, Sid. Excellent. It's my pleasure. Excellent. Yeah. Did we have a lot of comments on YouTube while we're while we're still here? We, for we a didn't have a whole lot of comments. We uh, just uh, one person checked in saying that they can't wait to see us in New Orleans. Oh, excellent! That's outstanding. Yay! Yay. All right. Well, everyone, have a good evening, and we will uh, talk to you again in April. <laughs>